Hello, this is Walnut Grove Baptist Church's podcast. We are in Carthage, Texas, and that is in Panola County. Our pastor is Reverend David P. Mitchell, and our Sunday school teacher, our Bible study teacher, is Deacon Glenn Wade. But thank you so much for joining us, and you'll be joining this uh, current episode that's in progress. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we lift up the sick children and the bereaved family. We thank you for things well as they are. Master, we ask that to be that will. Be that will that you address this service on tonight. Let it be what you would have it to be. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and ask it all. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. oh, celebrating in unity. Acts 2, 32 through 33, and 37 through 47. In this lesson, Jesus has been crucified, buried, and raised from the dead, and ascended back into heaven where he takes his place with the Father. Jesus has trained his to continue his ministry of seeking the law, healing the sick, casting out demons, and raising the dead. The disciples, who now are apostles, have been commissioned to establish the Church of Christ. Jesus commands his disciples to go to Jerusalem and wait on him, wait in the upper room, and he would send the Holy Spirit to abide with them in his effort. So on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit came to the upper room where about 120 believers were assembled. There was people in Jerusalem uh, in observance of the holiday. And when the Holy Spirit fell upon the disciples, they spoke languages that they had not learned. And the people from different areas heard them speak in their native tongue. The church is in her transition period because it's not been established across the land. The church has to reach the masses in the villages and the towns and the cities and territories because she could really be established. It's just come out of her transitional period. So this is a period for the church where it is just beginning to start. So it must, it must have an opportunity to spread. Now, in this case, Peter is moved uh, to be the spokesman for, for the rest of the disciples. And Peter preaches a sermon on the Lord Jesus Christ and salvation. And that's what this lesson covers tonight. So Peter says, this Jesus, as God raised up, therefore we are all witnesses. Peter preaches the gospel to the, to the crowd, and the heart of the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Peter is proven to the hearers that God, the Father, promised the Messiah. And one of the signs would be that he would be raised from the dead. 
Peter is letting the hearers know that Jesus is indeed the Messiah that was raised from the dead. And another thing is, Jesus has, God has raised up. God has promised that it was prophesied that a virgin shall conceive, bring forth a son, and his name shall be called Jesus. This promise was fulfilled one night in Bethlehem, where they birth to her first son and named him Jesus. God also said another sign would be that he would be sent uh, to Messiah, and he then would go to the cross and die, and on the third day, raised from the dead. So Peter is preaching and uh, confirming that Jesus uh, is the resurrection uh, uh, that God is talking about. Jesus has God raised up. Jesus being raised from the dead of uh, the Father is the doctrine of the resurrection. Resurrection is the uh, bedrock of the Christian religion. In other words, it's what it's based upon. If Jesus has not been resurrected, Christianity would have no basis to stand on because uh, all that it teaches have not been completed. So it's important that people understand that Jesus was resurrected. Uh, Mary, uh, Martha talks to Jesus when she talks to him about uh, he, she knew that Lazarus would, 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 would rise again in the resurrection. Jesus confirmly tells her then that I am the resurrection. So uh, he's confirming, Peter is confirming what Jesus had already said. And he says, when we are all witnesses, the witness that Peter is speaking of is not the 120 souls that was in the upper room. He's not also speaking that he witnessed all the resurrections. What Peter is saying is that he had an opportunity to witness Jesus after he was crucified. He touched him. He talked with him. He ate with him. He watched him ascend back into heaven. So that's what he's talking about when he said uh, him and the other disciples, and he's talking about the other ten, because Judas had already crucified himself, uh, committed suicide. So Judas is not there, but the other ten is there with him. They are all eyewitnesses uh, that Jesus was resurrected. Verse 33 says, Therefore, being by the right hand of God, exalted in heaven, the seed of the Father, the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has said forth this, which ye now see and hear. So Peter is talking and declaring that uh, God can be trusted to fulfill his promise. God promised to send Jesus into this world to seek and save that which was lost, and he promised that Jesus would save lost man by dying for the sins on the cross. So God promised that Jesus would be buried, resurrected from the dead on the third day, following the crucifixion and the burial. So all that Peter is declaring has, has come forth. And so he's kind of a teaching us a sermon that can try to convince, convince the people that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. So, therefore, being at the being by the right hand of God exalted. When you talk about the right hand, the right hand symbolizes power. Here the meaning is that 
God exalted Jesus by the same power that he raised him from the dead. So there's the power is in the Father and the Son. And heaven received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost. And the promise of the Holy Ghost was fulfilled in the day of Pentecost. Jesus had promised them that they would not leave him uh, alone, that, that he would send a comforter. The, uh, so the promise of the Holy Spirit would come on the day of Pentecost. John 14, 26 declares that he did a plan that that proof for the pride, that what uh, you're experiencing is the, is the Holy Spirit. He has said forth this, but he now see and hear. So Peter's telling him until the market that what they are witnessing and thinking that the disciples were drunk is the rut is not the result of them drinking, but it's the result of the Holy Spirit being in them. Peter declaring that all that is being done cannot be denied. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. Because when they hear the disciples do all these, speak all these in different uh, languages and all these things. The first thing they thought that they were drinking, and Peter tells me it is just the ninth hour. How you figure we we already been drinking? We have not been drinking. We are full of the Spirit, and the Spirit has allowed us to speak the way we're speaking this morning. And now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? When you hear the word prick, in other words, it's, it's, it's like a, uh, it's a sharp instrument, like a, uh, 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 what we call them, pick a room. It's, it's, it's a something that you stick in the log at work and, and, and it picks them and you can able to move them or roll them and uh, it sticks in there. So what Peter has uh, has said to them, pricks them in their heart. In other words, it, 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 it causes their heart to be, uh, to change. And now when they heard this, the first multitude had considered that, that, that the disciples were drunk. But Peter challenged their thinking and rebuked their arguments with the truth. Now the crowd moves from believing they are delirious uh, into uh, a rational understanding of what they're talking about. So the crowd has moved from thinking that they are uh, uh out of their mind or they are delusional or crazy uh, to the point of believing that they are full with the Holy Spirit. And they were pricked in their heart. The gospel, the power of the gospel uh, pumped in the heart of the hearer that they may, may result. See, what they're, uh, when they're talking about pricked in their heart, there's, there's a lot of ways of looking at it. They might have been done that before. It had been the Messiah had been put to death by their own countrymen. They had that to deal with. Uh, they had a deep sense of guilt for having put the Messiah to, to death in the beginning. They had, they had the fear of the Messiah wrath for that because he was still alive and exalted by the Lord and given all power in heaven and earth and being full in work that they deserved the vengeance of God for what they've done. And then he talked about what they had done, good God, what they had did could not be undone. So what the gospel uh, in essence does is the gospel is intended to put sinful man into revealing what he, how sinful he really is. So Peter's message has, 
pricked their hearts to the point that they are even beginning to see for what they done when they crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. And then so then it, it shamed them so much that they, uh, they are pursuing the gospel. In other words, the next segment says, men and brethren, what shall we do? Uh, so notice they've changed. The, the, the crowd has changed from what they were in the beginning instead of becoming reckless in conduct and, and, and uh, not believing uh, Peter. Now they honor him by calling him brothers. Uh, they, uh, uh, they have a shame to accept the gospel and surrender their lives to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Their language has changed from mocking their disciples uh, to willing to ask them, what shall we do? In other words, surrendering themselves to them. The question of what shall we do is, 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 is implies uh, that they have a sense of guilt, uh, a readiness to, to yield to the, the claims of the Lord and Savior. And Peter, in his answer, doesn't compromise. In other words, you would think that Peter, sometimes when we uh, want to talk of the gospel, we have a tendency to want to uh, lean back and say something that is uh, uh, pleasing to the earth. But Peter goes right to the core of things. Then Peter said unto him, Repent. He baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord. And in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So Peter, being the chief speaker for the disciples, uh, tells them what they should do. And the first thing is to repent. Repent here is for one to humble himself before God, uh, to to deeply uh, explore the, the sin one has committed, and just pray honestly for God's grace which he employs in the forgiving of one's sin. And honestly, pray for God's mercy, which eradicates the consequences of the sin. So uh, first thing we all have to do is recognize that we have sinned and repent of our sin. But without repenting, uh, one uh, cannot think of being saved unless he repent of his sins. To repent, one has to acknowledge that he is a sinner, and 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 then nothing else can be done to change his sinful state except by one person, and that's our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So when we do these things, uh, we are we are accepting that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. And then it talks about Peter says in evidence when we repent of our sin, the evidence of that uh, repentance. Is that one be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin? And the reason that Peter is is uh, normally we would say be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but Peter says in this one, uh, be baptized uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. And, and the reason he says Jesus Christ. It's not that he's leaving out the, the Father and the Son, but he wants them to understand that who Jesus Christ is. To be baptized in his, in his name would be acknowledging themselves to be Jesus' disciples and servants. Uh, by their baptism, they were declaring before the world that they were embracing Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Now, we know that Baptism is with water and expresses symbolically their belief 
that one is in need of purification and that God is the only one that can purify them. So they, they, they're accepting this. And we all know that baptism uh, literally uh, does not wash away our sin. Only God, through forgiveness, cleanses of, of our sin. But when we go through baptism, it is an acknowledgment or an expression that one will, is willing to be forgiven according to the plans God has set forth uh, and his solely conviction that there is no other one we can look to for the remission of our sins but him. And ye shall be received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, it means that they would be partakers of the influence of the Spirit as far as it is needed for our comfort, our peace, our sanctification. Galatians 5, 22-24 gives the fruits of the Spirit, all of which the believers may be partakers of by believing in Christ. For the promise gives unto you and to your children and to all that are for all even as many as the Lord, our God, shall call. So Peter is confirming to them that the word of God has promised the outpouring of the Spirit upon all Jews and Gentiles. For the promise is unto you and, and to your children and to all that are for all. He let them know that the university of the gospel uh, is what Peter has in mind. It's and the gospel is not limited to any one person or to any one group. It is, it is for everyone. Even as many as the Lord, our God, shall call. Peter's message is that the gospel is sufficient for all and available to all, and not just for the Jews. So Peter is preaching with a purpose. And with many words did he testify and exalt, saying, Save yourself from this unto generation. Now, look, the book of uh, Acts, uh, the writer is Luke. He gives a summary of Peter's preaching. He does not give Peter's whole sermon. But he gives a, a summary, a, a highlight from the, the sermon. And, and with, with many other words, he did testify in his own saying. So, in other words, there's a lot of words that Peter used uh, in his convention. And this sermon, when when given, preaching people in their heart. Uh, so preaching is, is supposed to uh, persuade. Uh, it, 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 it's supposed to exalt us and, and persuade that we accept it or reject it. Uh, if we accept the word of God. Of course, we're accepting the gospel. So it ought to stir us in, in certain kind of ways. Uh, save yourself from this unto generation. The word save yourself, it's not talking about we can save ourselves because only only Jesus can save us. So it's not talking about saving ourselves in that respect. But what it's talking about is that we all not be persuaded by the world. In other words, Peter is appealing to this crowd to preserve himself from the influences and opinions of a corrupt generation. In other words, uh, don't get caught up in, 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 the, in the mess, but get your mind set on Lord Jesus Christ. 
it's, it's up to generation refers to a, a, a perverted people in their thinking. People not easily guided or taught. In other words, we, some people just can't be taught anything. And the people bent on doing things their way instead of God's way. These people were not that he's talking about. Don't get caught up in that kind of generation because you you you, you can't accept the law, uh, gospel when you're caught up in a, in a, in a world that, that does not believe in the gospel. Then they were gladly received in, in the in ministry of gospel. Auto auto get us to this point. Then they were gladly received his word, were baptized. And the same day, there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Then they gladly perceived his word. Here is speaking of those that perceive the gospel. When they perceive the gospel, they believe the gospel. And when they believe the gospel, they receive, uh, receive the gospel. And work and alive it to penetrate their hearts. And they do it with willingly and joy. So these people that day accepted the joy of the gospel willingly and joyfully. And the, uh, again, uh, in response to accepting the gospel, we're baptized. Our invites and persuades men to trust it and yield to his powerful influence. See the demonstration that the influence had on them, and that they were baptized, saying that they were giving their lives over to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that same day, were added unto them about three thousand souls. The gospel, when it is received in the heart of man, creates man into a new creature. So he gets uh, accepted into the kingdom. So that about uh, three thousand people converted in that one preaching. Don't know how the whole sermon was, but it was a powerful sermon. The gospel was moving in that particular occasion, and they continued steadfast in the gospel doctrine and fellowship, and breaking of bread and prayer. So the church, when it's operating in his in its full capacity, when its the ministries are operating according to what Christ has set forth, can do some powerful things. If the ministries are not made or divine by anyone other than the Lord Jesus Christ, and none of it, none of it could be contrary to Scripture. So the ministry they're talking about is ministry set up according to the Bible, and they. Continue steadfast in the apostle doctrine. The Church of Jerusalem met on a regular basis and taught by and were taught by the apostles. Uh, the evidence of the conversion is their willingness to be instructed in the rules and duties of their religion. So again, we see that their uh, their belief leads them to be able to be taught. And fellowship. The fellowship of the church is one of the means of uniting the body uh, of Christ in feeling and interest, uh, in conflicts and opinions, and, and based upon the blessed immorality. In other words, in fellowship, believers gather together with their common interests and experiences, and the Lord is the center and affection of the conversation. In other words, the Lord is the center of all that, that, that is being conducted. 
and and breaking up bread. Applied to the observation of the breaking. In the observance of the Lord's Supper, where the body of Christ gathers and we relive, when we do the Lord's Supper, we're quickly reliving Calvary. And that we, when we break the wine of it, which is represent his blood and his body, and break the bread, which represent his body, we're reliving what he did on Calvary. So that's one of the breaking of bread. And in turn, came together with corporate prayer. They knew the value and the blessing. They knew that in prayer, they were keeping in touch with God, and God was giving them direction on how they should go. So the church has to always be uh, involved in prayer. In verse 43, and prayer came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And, and talking about the fear coming up over every soul, in other words, they were convicted uh, to uh, do the will of God. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. The apostles in, in the early days of the church were given special powers to establish the church in various areas where the people were no longer skeptical of the movement. The apostles were given such powers as that of healing sick casting out demons and and raising the dead. The power was given on a temporary basis and are not seen used after the church was uh, got established. So you see, even them doing some extraordinary things that, that you don't see later on in the gospel. And all that believe were gathered and all, and all things common. And all that believe were together. Some people think there's a hint that there could be some that did not believe, but on, on a whole part, this is talking about that all of them believing uh, and, and having uh, a common thought in mind, a unifying. The believers uh, were unified in their in their belief and their way of thinking, and all things common that they care for each member was on the forefront of the believers' prices. The church looked out for one another and came to rescue when they found another uh, member in need. So that the church was a, uh, uh, a unifying, caring body. And in showing how just how much they care for each other, verse 46 shows the greatness uh, of how the gospel touched so many in that time. And people were touched to such a degree that and they sold their possessions and good and parted them to all men as every man had needed. Those that God had blessed with much were moved to follow the will of God and, and given. In other words, they gave unselfishly of, uh, of what they had. Barnabas is known in the Bible as one of the greatest uh, uh, in this, in that Barnabas sold great parcels of land and gave, came and laid it at the apostles' feet. Uh, and 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 let you know that he was willing to deal whatever he could uh, uh, for the church and sold their possessions. And that's what I, I was talking about. When when members uh, live with the truth, uh, what they belong to belongs to God, not to them. They were willing to sell what they had 
and give it to the church, and quartered them to all men that their man had need of. Uh, so whatever anybody was in need of, they didn't let nobody go like it. They knew what the, the what uh, the members needed, and they give gave willingly unto them. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking the uh, bread from house to house. And did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. The value we receive uh, from life and, uh, in the church is a value that, that uh, hopefully it will follow us throughout our whole life. It's a way of conducting ourselves in a godly manner. Uh, and these people did that, and breaking a bread from house to house. The people of God met at the church for worship, instruction, and, and compassion of God upon them. And when service was over, they went to their home and ate their meals. Uh, all things were kept in their proper order, and they used appropriately by the people of God. So they, they did things in a godly manner. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as such as should be saved. So they praise the Lord for all. Uh, first of all, they can praise the Lord than anything else for being their Savior, for giving their saving them, giving them eternal life, and had favor with all the people. Uh, the people could see the, the Christian fellowship in their heart and, and 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 i always like to think that if we really conduct ourselves as christians uh people can see it in us and, and can't find fault with us and the lord added to the church daily such as should be saved one sign of a, of a good and spiritual church is the fact that the new members are added I doesn't mean that uh, uh, one that he made members is not a good church, but uh, one of the signs of many is that the church should be bringing in, we should be out desperately seeking lost souls and bringing them to the church. So hopefully one, uh, what they are saying here is that they were actively seeking and new members was added all the time. So this lesson is intended to convey to us the importance of acknowledging that God is the one that, first of all, that saved us. Our salvation came with the high price. Jesus paid the price of appearing our salvation. And and we all to praise him for all that he's done. For no one could save us but him. And that's basically what I has for this lesson. Comments from anyone? Uh, to the uh, teacher and, and to the class, uh, I just want to share some with you. As I was reading this last week and this week and today, I need some help here. Now, my understanding with this lesson Peter had preached, and, and Peter was sharing with them to uh, repent and, and be baptized. And we know that there's two orders in the church. Uh, first of all, you got to be 
baptized before you take the Lord's Supper. Okay. Mm -hmm. And yes, you did say that water cannot save you, but it's just a symbolic of how Jesus was emerged in the water. Now, mm -hmm. uh, we realized that Peter uh, was telling repent. Now, when I was sharing with uh, a young man today, when we were talking about repenting, we were talking about this lesson, a lot of us think when we say repent, we turn halfway and say, well, the Lord is going to do, do the rest, but we got to do all of it. We got to turn the whole, all the way around. But after Peter preached and told them to repent, now look at that 39th verse. And y'all help me out because I, 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 I might make mistakes, but y'all help me out. Now, the promise to me was the Holy Spirit because he said he'll never, uh, he, uh, he'll leave, not leave you comfortless. He's going to leave you something down here that help you along the way. And so the Holy Spirit, I believe that was the promise to all of us. And it says uh, unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God, call. Now, the guy asked me today, and I, I began to talk with him. We began to, on lunch deal with this. Now, the scripture that came to my mind and to help him and y'all help me, he told us that he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Mm -hmm. your, son, your sons, your daughter, all of them will prophesy. In other words, we don't know who God touches to preach or speak. So mm -hmm. and, and when I was looking at this and I shared with him today that I believe this was uh, coincide with this scripture because he said that uh, your children and to all that are for all and even as the Lord our God shall call. So we as children of God, we sometimes uh, think about uh, who's been called, who who's not been called, but it's up to God. And my pastor told me years ago that uh, you better get your hands off or get your mouth off the folks that you said God didn't have nothing to do with. So, but then I look at this lesson and I share with this lesson too that uh, when we look at that and then it says on further down, I'm just trying to uh, wrap it up in a nutshell. It says they, they, and he was talking about how many in all this, if you look at how uh, at the end of this lesson, how they continue how they in other words these were these baptized believers so and then when you look at your when you look at your scripture when and i think uh romans the 10th chapter of romans it said brethren my heart desire and pride. he was saying brother but whenever you see the word brother that means sisters too so mm -hmm. uh all of us uh falls to me tonight falls because they were all fasting and, and it was uh, in the apostle doctrine and fellowship, and it was talking to us. We all need this fellowship one with another because, mm -hmm. I mean, the Holy Spirit uh, falls down on all of us. You know, you can't say it don't fall on me. I can't say it don't fall on you. We ought to realize, and when people were preaching to repent, and when we repent, you know, we repent to God. We may uh, mm -hmm. say uh, our faults to others, but we need to repent to God because God's the only one can change us, save us, and deliver us. You know, we, we want to give everybody our problem, but we only turn it over to the Lord. And then it said at the end, it said the results of salvation. And when you do the will of God, and when you fast and pray and let God have his way 
uh, in your life, you got, like I said, suddenly there's some benefits. And, and when you have the mm-hmm. benefits, and then it was at, at the end, it was said, uh, they continue daily. And I, I like that just because it's a daily walk. I don't know about nobody on this line. I don't know about what you say or do. Mitchell makes mistakes daily. Mitchell mm-hmm. falls. If the record be straight now, I think all of us fall daily. That's why yeah. we have to repent daily because yep. none of us are, none of us are, are perfect. It says that they continue daily uh, right. with one accord in the temple. So that's why I say it's important. You have to be careful how you entertain strangers unaware because you have to be careful when you come to the God's house. That's not no uh, place for it. That's a sacred place. It said how they, right. and they broke bread. And, 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 and it was, uh, to me, when they broke bread, they broke the bread of uh, the word of God. They, they talked to each other. They shared with each other. And then it said they, uh, uh, their meat was gladness and singular of heart. In other words, they had God on their mind. They had That's God right. in their heart. And then it said, praising God, having favor with all the people. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, there's no favor better than God's favor. And the mm-hmm. Lord added, and when he said the Lord, and look at it, at the end, I'm, I'm about to hush now though. He said, and the Lord added to the church daily such mm-hmm. as should be saved. The Lord added to the church. And you know, when I was coming up, even though I was baptized, I took and I said the Lord had delivered me, the Lord saved me. When I came into church, I just couldn't go ahead and usher. That was the first job I had usher. But I could not usher until I went through a class. Mm-hmm. My, my, my yeah. pastor took me through a class and said, mm-hmm. I got to see are you on one accord with the church. Right. But now, even though myself, I'm guilty, now we're just so happy to come in and not really teach them. But right. he said, well, he, he said, I want to see you on board with what we are about to do. And, you know, because I got to see where your heart, your mind is set. And he said, okay. uh, as, the ch- as to the church, as the Lord shall see fit. So a lot of times we're just so happy for the number, but not, but not the heart. All so, right. uh, we, we, we need to get the heart. And we get the heart, we got the person. You know, you know, so, so I, I thank God for for this lesson tonight, and it, that and me and the guy at work, and I thank God for it, and I and I pray to God I was teaching him right, he was teaching me, so we we was helping one another because you know all of us iron sharp and iron, so you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, I I thank God for for this lesson tonight, teachers and students, I thank God for all of you, and then it, the main thing you look at is they celebrated in unity. That's mm-hmm. together. That's together. And we celebrate. And we, let, me, let me back up. I, I, I'm about to preach here. But if, if we can't celebrate down here, how in the world are we going to celebrate up there? You're we right. got to know how to walk together, talk together, and shout together down here. Uh, if yep. the William brother was here, this is just a, a rehearsal. Mm-hmm. I better leave that alone. Thank God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Back in your hand, Deacon. So I'm too, sir. 
Oh, you do? Okay. All right. Um, if it's the Lord's will, uh, I had asked on Sunday that all of you bring your children, grandchildren. Uh, uh, Sunday, the Lord has a special word and has put it in our spirit. So if you would reach out to your children, grandchildren, or uh, any children of the church, uh, I don't told mine, so let us come Sunday morning uh, and share in the word of God with us. Uh, see what God would have us to be, uh, have for us. And uh, you can wear your favorite jersey, you can, uh, your favorite team, whoever. Amen. We just we just want to uh, be a blessing to God and let God bless us. Because in time like these, we need to be in unity, uh, uh, sharing the word of God. And I learned it's sometimes we got to realize that uh, I may not meet God like you meet it, but as long as I meet him. You know, you see what I'm saying? You know, a lot of us want to be him in a, say, a special way. Uh, but I've come, I came to Jesus as I was. Weary wound is sad, but I found him a resting place. And he has made me glad. So I, 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 you never know what condition somebody may be in. So, you know, let us come and let us be prayerful uh, for Sunday morning. Amen. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We adore you again. Father God, we lift up the prayer list that we had on Sunday. We lift up the prayer list that we had on tonight. We ask that you just uh, have thy way in the in these uh, lives. Father God, we ask that we cover all of them above the blood of Jesus, touch the family, let them realize that you still sit high and look low. Bless, heal, Amen. and deliver. Now may the grace of God speak in me of the Holy Spirit. Rest, rule, and abide with hence now and forevermore, shall we all say, Amen. 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 We have all y'all go in peace. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Walnut Grove Baptist Church Podcast. If you feel led to do so, you can leave a gift at bit.ly slash walnutgrovegiving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.